This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Hello, San Diego. Welcome in to another edition of Gwen and Chris, although for the next you know week and a half we'll be calling it Gwen and Scraby let me welcome in my partner for the next week and a half Mr. <laughs> that was my Mrs. Doubtfire right there. it was Adam <laughs> called it actually he said that was Mrs. Doubtfire great movie by the way I talked to yes. someone the other day I had no idea what Mrs. Doubtfire was and I said you need to absolutely oh, watch it yeah they must have been younger they were. They were. Okay, they were like yeah. 22. That's, that's fair. That's all, all right. Yeah, they definitely don't know about Mrs. Dalvin. <laughs> I got that. That's all good. Welcome in, uh, Padres. Back in action here tonight. They wrap up a three-game set here with the Dodgers. So far, Padres win game one. Dodgers win game two. Um, and, yeah, it just it was, um, it was, a, it was, it was, a, it was a beat down. The Dodgers got out early and didn't look back. Um, uh, really, for the rest of that game, got a, a, a pretty strong perfit, pitching performance. <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> they got a they got a pretty strong pitching performance, and uh, yeah, so the Padres get a chance to win a win a series here tonight. Michael Walker wasn't himself last night. Uh, second consecutive start, which he hasn't looked himself. Um. Lance Lynn, who, you know, I thought the Padres looked like they might be able to get to, really settled in nicely after that first inning in which he could seem to lose some command. Uh, and he kind of he kind of cruised from there, kind of got back on track. So, um, I have a bunch of questions great. about last night. Go, go ahead, Scrape. I go got ahead, so Scrape. many. What you got? Well, what the first got? one, the first one is, is it has to be Trent Grisham bunning with the bases loaded and no outs. Um, let's... Let's hear from Bob Melvin first, and uh, and then I want you to hear from Dave Roberts because it will set it up for everyone. So let's go with Bob Melvin talking about Trent Grisham budding. Yeah, I think Grish saw Muncie back, was trying to, and he's a pretty good bunter, was trying to put a bunt down and get a run in and keep the bases loaded. All right, that's Bob Melvin defending his player. Here's what Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said about it. I think in that fourth inning, you know, we had the bases loaded, they had the bases loaded, and... Um, you know, Grisham lays down a bunt, and we get a force play right there, and uh, that got us out of the inning. And for me, that changed the game. You know, uh, you know, guy hitting in the six hole and lays down a bunt and basically did us a favor right there. So for me, uh, that was a big, big changing point because he was hanging, and uh, they had him on, on the ropes. 
So my question, Tony, is like who who makes that decision? Because it doesn't necessarily sound like Bob Melvin was the one who made that decision. And then Dave Roberts saying this changed the entire entirety of the game. And I know the Padres have less to lose than the Dodgers do, but it seems I don't I don't why would you bunt with the bases loaded and no outs right there? Yeah. I'll stop right there. I, I'm not in Trent's head, so I, I mean, why did he decide to butt? It's probably what Bo Mel said, that he saw Muncie back and, you know, tried to put a butt down. He bunted it too hard, and it ended up being a force out at third. I mean, I don't know I don't know what really what the confusion is. He's hitting in the six hole yesterday. I know that. But where has he hit all season long? Uh, in the ninth spot, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, you're not – you're not thinking he gonna you're gonna get six whole things from Trent all of a sudden because he's his name is penciled in in the, in the six hole spot. But but even in the ninth spot, if he bunted with no outs and the bases loaded, it's still bad. It just I I don't yeah, know I mean, that that was a chance I'm for not, them to score some defending, runs. I'm not defending the bunt, but you know if, if he swings the bat and roll hits into a double play, what is the difference? Or if he punches out there, what is the difference? There is no difference because he's is still no out. But it right. just felt I mean, like it, it. Sorry to cut you off. I would like if 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 Trent. I mean, Trent is hitting two oh five on the year, and you could say what you want about whether you know you like him in the 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 spot or not. He's in the lineup, and in that case, he decided to make the decision that he thought would be the best decision with what he already has established at this point. Would I have bunted there? No, I wouldn't have bunted there. But my name is not Trent Grisham, and I'm not on the field. Um, but, you know, it didn't work out. If he bunts and it works, are we having the same conversation? No, I'm honestly? probably celebrating him. <laughs> I'm probably saying, what, what a we, smart job. What a good regardless, job. Regardless whether you celebrate him or not. Are, are we having the same conversation? No, we are. Executes we are. the bunt. Uh, you know, are we having the same conversation if if he swung the bat and grounded a double play, if he had a, if he swung the bat and hit a homer, I mean that was the 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 best case scenario, but is 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 it is it likely? And maybe this is where my fandom comes in because Lance Lynn said after the game too that it gave him a free out and it gave him like a chance to reset and. Lance it sounds like the Dodgers Lance, were wanted to point out the fact that they bunted with the bases well, they, loaded and no outs. They can. They can. They can. They were the beneficiaries of it. So why can't they point out the fact that we? they felt like, from their perspective, at the bases loaded, Lance Lynn kind of a little, little shaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get an out. Uh, an out that they didn't, you know, expect to come in the way that it did. But you know that's that's from that's the Dodger perspective because they were on the ropes at that point. We've lived uh, the the Padre offense thing the entire season. Yeah, we I have. Don't, so I I don't know why it I, it shouldn't really it, bother let me. Let me ask this you a question. Let me ask you a question. Did it did it honestly did it like completely surprise you that he did that? Honestly? Yes. I was really? surprised. Have you been watching base the Padres play? Have you been watching Trent Grisham all yes, season long? I have. And I... that like completely surprised you. Like it was like, oh my gosh. No chance. There was zero chance of him doing that. The reason that it surprised me is because with the bases loaded and no outs, you just you have a really uh, forget, good opportunity okay, so to drive again, in runs. Again, you're not you're you're completely glossing over what you've watched the entire season. So 
okay, uh, what I've watched the entire season is times where they have the bases loaded with no outs and they can't score. So maybe I guess they're trying a different way to score here or maybe Trent's trying a different way to score here. And I really shouldn't honestly be this upset about a Trent Christian bunt at the end of the year. To me, it's not even, you know, whether you're upset or not is irrelevant. I'm just saying, ultimately, he tried something that didn't work. Now, you can debate whether, you know, you want your six-hole guy doing that or not, but he did it. And, you know, whether the the Dodgers, of course, are going to see it differently. They got out of an inning that they thought at the time could be end up being a big inning. Yeah, could have turned the game, Dave Roberts said. Um, But what's the difference between hitting in the sixth and the ninth spot, like as a hitter going into the at-bat? You're you're still in in an RBI spot hitting in the sixth hole. And if that's your argument, it's a fair argument. Like, he's in a six hole. He shouldn't be doing it. Okay, that's 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 fair. But he did. And had he executed it, it would have been bases loaded, no outs, and a run in with – he was hitting six, so I can't remember who was hitting behind him last night. I'll pull it up uh, Batten quick. was one of them. Batten was And Brett Sullivan. One. Yeah, Batten was hitting behind him. Brett Sullivan hitting there. You know, that – let's if, – if, if we're, you know – being honest, that could have ended up being a nothing burger, like end up getting no runs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't know. It, I, in a, in a in an ideal situation, no, you don't want the guy hitting the six hole, who typically would have been what Cooper, um, maybe Cronenworth, Capasano, if he was healthy. No, I'm not talking about. Oh, you're talking about healthy guys. No, somebody. Adam told me Rosario was nine. Oh, I, I was. I that doesn't matter who's nine. I said typically after the the it who would have been in the six hole would have been Camposano or Cooper, or you know, it wouldn't have normally been Trent. Trent normally is hit, and so you know, because you know they you know Kim had a day off yesterday. Everybody drink. Yeah, dang it. Everybody has to drink apple juice. <laughs> yes, apple water, juice or water, whatever it is yeah, you, your yeah, choice. Yeah. Every time I. Ding at my computer dings. That's that's what we're doing because I have a bad uh dinger. Not <laughs> you not have a bad my dinger. I'm <laughs> not putting my mute on. Uh, Michael Walker is a. Uh, I mentioned it a little bit. Not not his normal self. Um, the last two starts they got to him. Got to him kind of good yesterday. Um, and the Dodgers have a tendency to to do that when you're not you're not right. Well, that's my other question is, and it's more of a future question. It's not, it's not about whether or not, you know, any situation from last night, but does the, does Michael Walker's decision himself, because he has a player option, he has certain like things in his contract that will allow him to come back to the Padres if he wants to, but do you think his decision has become more friendly, you know, after being injured earlier this year and having these less than desirable starts? And I know there's only two less than desirable starts down the stretch, but uh, do you think this becomes a little bit easier for the Padres? Ah, does it become a little bit easier? Like, do they not have to worry as much that he's going to test the market and try to find a new team? Like, do they c- – because their their rotation next year is already kind of a question mark. So do they pencil him in or are they able to pencil him in for next season because of the season that he's having now? Um, Maybe. Maybe I mean if you're willing to bet on two starts, 
um, from Michael Walker and, you know, the last two not being, you know, what we had seen for pretty much most of his starts this year when he's been healthy. Uh, and for those who may not be familiar, uh, Michael has a, a unique contract situation here. He's got what is a mutual option, mean both player and team need to agree to it. If that happens, if that happens, it is uh, a two, I believe it is, uh, sorry, that's no, that's <laughs> okay. distracted there by the, the loudspeaker in here. Um, that's at 16 mil, all right? He has a player option for six in year one, right? But I believe the mutual option is for multiple years, if it I'm is. not mistaken. Yeah. Is it three years? I believe it's three three years. Three years at sixteen million. A See, piece. it's actually two. This is why this this contract is complicated because I've never seen anything like it. But yeah, two years. Two years. So two years at sixteen million. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and so you know, basically, you know, if it's a more friendlier contract, if Michael. Ops takes his player option, and so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That's going to be a, that. I think that one. I think Seth Lugo's likely the. Yeah. When it's all said and done, you are only going to have light when it when the con when the season twenty twenty four twenty twenty three season ends. You're likely, my guess is, you're likely to have two guys in that for sure. In on that in that starting rotation, Joe Musgrove and you Darvish. You Darvish, but we still have to talk about you Darvish because uh, you know what he's, we, he he shut it about? well he shut it down yesterday, and I'm I'm worried about next year, Tony. I'm not actually worried about worried the team you? next year, but that's that's a little concerning to me that he shut down in the first year after signing a five year deal. Oh well, you know I'm sorry that you, that you, that's just concerning <laughs> for you. He's coming back, so. You, you you can be concerned all you want. His his deal takes him through next year and beyond. You so, know, Alden Gonzalez will have some good uh, information on this. He's coming on at two forty, and I know that he wrote about it earlier today. I read his article, so yeah. So you know, Blake going to be a free agent. Waka has this, you know, and listen. Regardless of which how he's pitched last year, if let's say he gets back on track, he's going to have a pretty good case for taste testing free agency again and getting more than six. I would think. I would think. Right, so which too, would yeah. be the, the player. He may not get to 16, but six is certainly, I think, getting more than that, I think, is certainly doable. But then he may he may have enjoyed his stay here in San Diego and may want to take the player option. And he also maybe may want to stay in the same place for more than one year because that's what maybe, his thing is. Maybe he's not as, uh, maybe he, you know, he wants to get what he can because he doesn't know what his shoulder's going to do. There's all kinds of reasoning at this point uh, in terms of that. But, um, yeah, it's it's it, outside of the offense and the nucleus, they're they're going to have to address some of the the pitching part just be from a, a, a contract standpoint. You know, a lot of these guys are going to be free agents. All right, let's get to break. Got a uh, full length show for you once again. Scraby and I doing it. Alvin Gonzalez, as you said, he'll be joining us in the cool two o'clock hour. The cool o'clock AJ, hour. Yeah, I knew he was going <laughs> to let me ride on that. AJ Casavell, who I mean, man, he's a tough guy to 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 catch up with. Now he's coming in the three o'clock hour. Kirk Kenny will uh, bless us with some San Diego State football today. Get us get to know uh, their their journey up to Oregon State this weekend. Got a good one for you, Sam Levitt. Five o'clock hour. 
you're forgetting you gotta... the best segment ever. What's the oh, oh my lord? How can how can I forget? How could you? How could I? We we're gonna go on another fantastic journey down to get to know Dave. Yes, because uh, he has not disappointed so far. No, and I get the sneaky suspicion that he won't disappoint once again. No, what, he's what making Chris... me work back here for this segment. Oh. <laughs> Is, is he producing? Is that what he's doing? He's producing. He's, he's producing. producing. He's delegating mm. is what he's doing. Hmm. Mm. This is something I need to see with my own eyes. <laughs> More Gwen and Chris on the way. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 322. 222, excuse me. You're not even out of state. No. <laughs> I just I can't see apparently. Two twenty two <laughs> on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matthew Scraby, little Gwynn and Scrape here. Yeah. On this Wednesday afternoon, Padres back in action. Seven ten, Chavez Ravine, Dodger Stadium. Blake Snell continues his pursuit, and to bolster his resume, for another. Another, yes, I said it, another Cy Young in a different league. I think he'd be one of four guys to have accomplished uh, winning a Cy Young in the AL and the NL. Four or five. I think it's one of those two for sure. I've seen number five. Is it five? Okay, but I'm so it's, the bearer of misinformation sometimes. You, you are indeed that. Sometimes. Don't want that. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. I'll, I'll have Dave Marcus track that down for me. He's, he's pretty good at that kind of stuff. Um <laughs> Your concern, Scraby. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, part of the reason why I cut you off is because it was supposed to be paid for our second segment, and I didn't want you just using up all your material. Now you did the uh, right thing, you know, because you know we didn't need it. You we went four minutes over in the first segment, so I, I, I wanted to keep you at bay until now. You have the floor. What, what, what are your concerns? Well, I was concerned about the U Darvish contract before the year. He signed a six-year, $108 million extension in February, taking him through his uh, age 41 season. This year, he was 8-10 and 10 with a 4-5-6 ERA, uh, and now he's shutting it down. It's not 
I'm not necessarily worried about him shutting it down this year, but I'm worried about the future. That's a lot of money to invest in a guy who is a little bit older, and now he's got an elbow injury, and elbow injuries are never a good thing for pitchers. You always hear about elbow injuries, and then followed up by either Tommy John or long stay on the IL, stuff like that. Now, I do know that a stress reaction ended his season, according to Alvin Gonzalez, in 2018 with the Cubs, and he came back to make 31 starts the following year, but that was five years ago. That was that was a, what, 30... Uh, let's see. Let me do the math real quick. I think that was like a, like a, like a 33-year-old U Darvish or something like that. Like, that worries me that he's going to go with a contract till he's 41 and he's already kind of having injury issues with his elbow. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's definitely, um, he's definitely going to get older every year. Yes. I, I'm aware of this. And, I'm aware of this. And, um, you're right. As you get older, you generally don't bounce back from injury as quickly, uh, as you did at one point. And so, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, it sucks. I'm, I don't know that I'm necessarily worried yet. Um, I'm, you guys know I'm an internal optimist uh, about a lot of things. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful an off season, and you know, I guess what the the question remains: what is the what is the treatment for this? Is it surgery? Is it you know? Is it just rest? Because if it's if it's just rest, I mean, I think there is reason to to kind of worry because this is the second time it's happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, this is this is going to be. And by the way, you is thirty seven. I was just about to say I'm, he's nineteen eighty six. So yeah, thirty seven. So he's uh he's what? That was like his thirty three. Yeah, thirty three. Anyway, my math didn't change. I'm gonna stop trying to do math on the air, Tony. <laughs> I think idea, I think that might be the best thing for us all right now. But I, I mean, coming by the off way, of for this, those who don't know, six years, one hundred and eight million dollar extension in February. And it does take him through the age of 41. The uh, Udarvish is here, 8 and 10, as I said, 4, 5, 6 ERA. But uh, do you think that there's anything to uh, – I feel like now that the Padre season is winding down, I'm really getting my tinfoil hat on, no. and I'm really trying to <laughs> my, figure this out – This is my favorite scraping. Yeah, tin, this is where I'm tin at, Tinfoil scraping. I've tried so hard to be a reasonable, realistic person, <laughs> but there is zero explanation for what happened this year. And you, Darvish, he went to the World Baseball Classic, and he kind of um, he, his whole preparation was kind of messed up because they didn't use him in the way that he's usually used, and and he comes back and he's not as good as he was last year. I, I don't know if this there's nothing linked between that, but I know that Bob Melvin in the beginning of the year in spring training was a little perturbed about how you, Darvish, was used in the World Baseball Classic, and. You Darvish seems like a guy who he gets on a routine, he sticks to that routine, and that is what launches him through the year. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's something to be said about that, you know, because it, it seemed like because of the World Baseball Classic or injury, a lot of the, the core players got off to a slow start. However, I mean, Toddy didn't go, and so, you know, that's, you know, and he's had he hasn't had the same year, and I think that should have been expected, right? He, he's missed a ton of baseball, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe there is something to that. I mean, I always was of the thought that the position players benefited the most from that. Because um, they get to have live pitching or see live you know, pitching, you're, you're playing, pitching. You're playing those type of games earlier. Um, and, you know, you're facing, you know, top-level pitching. So, you know, you just, I feel like there's a chance at least to get into a better rhythm sooner. 
right? Um, I mean, some guys did well, some guys didn't. I mean, Luis Arias, <laughs> look at him. He, he was shooting 400 for a long time. He was in those games. Yeah, Otani uh, was too. I know Otani was himself, in those games, but... and he was off to a terrific start. So, you know, is there a correlation? I don't know. I, it, I don't, it doesn't seem like it. Mookie Betts played in those games. Look at what he's doing. I mean, he's having an MVP-type season. Um, and so I don't, I don't know that there's correlation to, you know, playing in the WBC, not playing in the WBC. But I do think there is something to, especially from a pitching standpoint. I mean, even Joe, right? Joe didn't, you know, he's had a, a, a got off to a slow start after he came back. He basically was using his spring training because he didn't get into um, a normal rhythm early because, you know, different things. You, I think it would be different about next spring. Let's say assuming, you know, the pieces that can come back, come back and, you know, the core stays as is. It, it will be a different focus, right? You're going to spring training, A, knowing you're going to be there the whole time. There's not going to be like this break where you're breaking off to go, you know, wherever, you know, in this case the WBC is. Uh, but, you know, there's going to be some distractions next year too, right? They're going to Korea uh, to to That's play, right. to open the season. So these things, you know, every year it's a little bit different. You know, you just you just hope that come next season, you know, the stars align a little bit better. You don't have – uh, all four of your your big dogs get off to slow starts at the same time. Well, I guess that's not true because Bogey got off to a good start. He did. So um, it, it's just it seems like it's just been one of those years this season uh, for the pods. Here, you let me that, um, since you new... kind of sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, since you kind of entertained my tinfoil idea, I have Dave Marcus. I did not pass entertain you. your. I'm going to have Dave idea. Marcus pass you a piece of tinfoil right now, and you're going to put it on your head. <laughs> He's going for the tinfoil, everybody. Um, no, I am not. You know, you said that Blake Snell would join five other guys. Well, Gaylord Perry, uh, yeah, Gaylord Perry, Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens. Roy Halladay and Max Scherzer, so he would be the sixth, seventh, seventh. Oh. I can't count. Uh, but they all won Cy Young in both leagues, so he would join a pretty good list of uh, names right there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. He'd be the first for sure to lead the league in walks and ERA. That is still wild. Do you think he's yeah. like? Do you think he's oh, like think putting a couple I, guys on I, base I, just to pad the walks? I don't stat? think he needs to. I think, it, as, as I've said <laughs> on the air, it, his his walks are baked in, and the guy who was chasing him, uh, uh, Kopik. I think for the White Sox. Oh, okay. They moved him to the bullpen, so he's oh. not going to be getting walks at the rate that he was as a starter. So I think Blake very may, may very well run away with the walks championship uh, to go along with his ERA championship. Where is Juan Soto on his quest to be the most walked player in baseball? I'm looking at it right now. I know him and him and Schwarber Ooh. were basically neck and neck. Yeah, Schwarber's only two behind. Juan Soto's got 119 leading baseball. Schwarber's got 117. Schwarber's also batting 199, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world, but he's hit 43 home runs. Juan's, Juan's closing in on, on 30 of them bad boys here soon. He is. He's got uh, 29. I mean, all the Padres that we thought were going to hit around 30 home runs are pretty much all hitting around 30 home runs, but they're not in the playoffs, and that's where my tinfoil hat come from because I yeah. can't figure it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is why numbers can be deceiving, right? I mean – Right now, Xander Bogart's, you know, home numbers, 273, 341, 425, those are his splits. Uh, the back two are, are a little bit down. The homers, 18 for 50, that's, dang it. Apple juice. I has to drink. Um, 
Manny's got 28 homers. He's right at his normal 84 ribbies. But, you know, numbers can be deceiving. You know, the team definitely early on just never, never really clicked. And I don't, and you know, that's, there's there's more in the tank in all four of these guys for sure. All right, let's uh, let's get to break. Alden Gonzalez, ESPN, joins us next. He wrote an article about this U Darvish situation. We'll get into it a little bit thicker when he comes on. More Gwen and Chris on the way. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Thirty-eight on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scravey, Chris Ello out. Alan Gonzalez will join us here shortly. He's not ready as of yet. And the uh, fallout from Aaron Rodgers continues. Uh, it looks like they are going with Zach Wilson. Oh, is, is that announced? I mean, it, I mean, that's what it seems like. Um, Robert Sala gave a pretty good endorsement. So, you know, it sounds like they're going. I mean, I don't know how this is going to work. I mean, do you? it wasn't that long ago where his teammates were wearing T-shirts that said, uh, what was the name of their, that uh, the, the backup quarterback, that White? That oh, came yeah, in? Mike White. They had, the, they had those Mike bleeping White oh, T-shirts yes. Oh, yes. that they were wearing. Um, and, you know. We're only growing, what, seven, eight months away from that? Seven months away from that when that last happened? And Zach uh, gets the chance to, to earn their earn his keep again. I mean, he better. He's a second overall draft pick, and I've actually said he's a good quarterback on the radio maybe like three or four times, so he's going to make me look stupid if he's not better. <laughs> it's always about me. It's Somehow that, that turned into uh, a, a Matthew Scraby issue somehow. Yes, it did. I did. You're interesting. You're an interesting <laughs> cat. Uh, Alden is. Is he ready? Is he? Alden? He's ready. Did you give me He's ready. Minutes? Okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I was trying to stall for Alden. My thumb hurts from it being up so long. <laughs> <laughs> Alden Gonzalez joins us. ESPN on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Alden, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Tony. How you doing, man? I, I, I'm doing well. Um, saw you a little bit yesterday. First, I haven't seen you in a while. And uh, yeah. we, we joked a little bit on, you know, why we hadn't seen you. And, you know, the Padres season hasn't gone quite the way. I saw you a lot early, saw less of you uh, yeah. late. Uh, I mean, what's your take from afar, man, you know, watching this ball club and, and how things have gone? Well, look, if you want to judge the trajectory of the Padres season based on how often I've shown up in San Diego, <laughs> you can do that. I think it's a pretty – I think they're pretty parallel paths. 
Um, look, I I watched them on Monday. They got down early. Uh, Juan Soto homered and flipped his bat a thousand feet into the air. Bogarts and Machado homered too. They went up big and they beat the Dodgers. And so I thought, huh, here they are. These are the 2023 Padres. I'm sure they've been doing this all year. And then I came to find out that no, they have not been doing that all year. So I was a little bit surprised. Uh, but it's just, it's been a weird year. It really has. Um, you talk about not just the talent on this roster to be in the playoffs, especially in a year when the National League is, for the most part, bad. But a lot of the winning elements that have shown up for this team in terms of their star players being on the field. I know Manny's banged up now, but he was healthy um, for the most part. Uh, getting good starting pitching uh, up until Joe Musgrove and Hugh Darvish went down, which is when they were already out of it. Josh Hader being one of the best closers in baseball. Their defense has been really good this year, uh, and they're not winning. And it really, when you look at just the numbers, it doesn't make any sense. I've heard this reference before, and I think it's spot on. The Padres seem to be really good at baseball, but not good at all at winning baseball games. Hmm. Yeah, that is pretty spot on. Alan Gonzalez, ESPN, here joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Now, you just mentioned you, Darvish, and we were talking about him a little bit last segment. He shut it down yesterday, but... I was saying that I'm a little worried about the extension that he signed before the season, and it was a it was a pricey one, $108 million over six years. If you were a yeah. Padres fan, how concerning is this news for you? It's concerning not just because of the news, the vulnerability of pitchers in general. And, I mean, look, you just saw Max Scherzer has been ruled out for the year. Um, there's been pitcher injuries throughout the season, and that's been the case for the last 10 years or so. Um, but but also because Hugh Darvish is going to be 41 years old when that contract finishes up, 41 or 42. Um, and it was a risk when they signed it. And I know Hugh Darvish has been productive late. He had been healthy of late. Uh, but pitchers break down in their late 30s. And I'm not saying Hugh Darvish is going to break down. Uh, he seems to think from talking to him yesterday that if he gives his elbow six weeks to heal, that maybe there's not going to be much of a need for surgery. And if there is a surgery, it sounds like it would be just sort of a shaving down of a bone spur, or the removal of a bone spur. So nothing really serious. But when you're 37 years old and you have the mileage of a U Darvish, everything is serious. Everything in your arm is serious. And so, you know, you take a step back and you look at, you take a macro view of the Padres starting pitching, um, and you start to get a little bit concerned because Blake Snell is going to be a free agent, and we all know he's going to cost a lot of money. Um, you have the Hugh Darvish situation. Joe Musgrove is going to be uh, has been out for almost two months with shoulder inflammation. Um, you wonder about bringing Michael Walker back, uh, whether or not Seth Lugo is going to be a free agent. He probably is. And, you know, the Padres' best starting pitching is not – it doesn't seem to be ready to contribute to the major leagues next year. So are they going to be in a situation – uh, where they got to go out and spend on starting pitching again, and they got to go out and spend more money, and they got to go out and take more gambles on veteran free agents. That's a precarious situation for any franchise to be in. And, and I know I'm probably taking the gloomier outlook of this because Hugh Darvish might be fine for the start of next year. Joe Musgrove might be fine. Um, and all of a sudden now you start to see some depth. But still, uh, you can't help but feel at least a little bit concerned in the macro sense. I mean, listen, even if you Darvish and 
uh, Joe Musgrove come back healthy and are fine, that's still only two pitchers. You you still got to fill out yeah. the rest of that rotation. Alden Gonzalez joins us here at ESPN. And, and Alden, you mentioned Blake Snell being a free agent. I'm curious, what do you think the number is going to be? You know, he is in his 30s. Um, he is hitting free agents in his 30s. Um, you have talked about the volatility of pitchers in their arms, although Blake, to my recollection, hasn't really had any injury problems or nearly as many as some of these other pitchers have. What do you think the number is going to be? Or just give me a roundabout number where you think the ballpark range is. I think he's signing for nine figures. Um, and I'm always bad at this because I tend to forget what other guys signed for previously. Um, but a reference point that I can give you is, like, for example, people were saying before the whole thing with Julio Arias went down that he was going to sign for maybe $200 million. Uh, but that was taking into account the fact that he's going to be a free agent at 27 years old. And that's a very right. rare thing for a starting pitcher. Blake Snell's not. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but I think he's going to be 31 yes. uh, when he enters the free agent market. So that limits him a little bit. But the timing of this could not have worked out any better for Blake Snell because – in all likelihood, Shohei Otani is not going to pitch next year. And if he undergoes a second Tommy John surgery, there are serious questions about his future as a two-way player. A lot of teams are going to bid on him, but he's not necessarily a starting pitcher on the free agent market uh, for the purposes of this offseason. Julio Rios, obviously nobody can count on him either being available or if he is, there are legitimate questions as to whether teams are going to want to sign him given what's going on with him. So Blake Snell stands as the guy. Uh, in the free agent market this offseason. Now, there's some depth with starting pitching, definitely a lot more starting pitchers available than hitters. But I think Blake Snell is at the top of that class by a pretty sizable margin right now. Uh, there's a lot of teams, a lot of contenders that are going to be wanting and willing to pay a heavy price for starting pitching. And as you mentioned, um, he has a pretty good track record of health. I know he's had some inconsistent years, um, you know, the pitching deeper in the games and um, – you know, those walk rates can be concerning. But he still has dominant stuff. And we're seeing that now. The guy might win the side of Award. So it's going to be in the nine figures. Um, and it's going to be, you know, you're going to have to just sort of like – and this is nothing against Blake Snell. This is, this is more about just the volatility of starting pitching. You're going to have to hold your nose a little bit when you sign that because he's in his 30s and he's a starting pitcher with a lot of mileage. But there's going to be a lot of teams lined up to do that because there's a lot of need throughout the industry. Talking to Alden Gonzalez here of ESPN on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, and I just want someone once in my life to to say he's about to get nine figures because that would mean that I've made it. Yeah. That would be sweet yeah. if someone said that. I want to go back to the Padres real quick, and um, you're talking about the contracts. We're talking about you, Darvish, and his extension. They also ex- or they also gave a contract to Jake Cronenworth. They gave a contract to Manny Machado. Um, they're they're probably not going to bring back Josh Hader. So at the beginning of the year, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I was like angry at them spending money. But now that we look at it, um, what are your thoughts looking back on what the Padres did last offseason in regards to the contracts that they gave out? Well, I don't want to be a complete hypocrite and react just to present circumstances because mm-hmm. I did. And and I and I and I uh, I think it was the right thing to do, at least in my opinion. I really supported what they were doing. I loved what they were about, which was, number one, they were spending money and they were investing in the product uh, because they wanted people to show up and support this team, and that's the right way to go about it. And one thing that Peter Seidler talks about a lot 
and AJ Preller would echo is that they wanted to create an environment for baseball in San Diego where year after year fans would show up and they knew who was going to be in that lineup and they had their guys. And San Diego has a long history, as Tony knows well, of guys leaving San Diego. They wanted to create an environment where guys stayed in San Diego. And obviously that came with some risk, which they knew about at the time, but I loved what they were going for. I thought it was very virtuous of them to do that. Um, now, there were some things that took place, though, that put them in a little bit of a precarious situation going forward. I think, you know, one of those, which a lot of people in the industry um, were confused by at the time and at the very least shocked by, was the contract for Xander Bogart. And more than that, the amount of years that they invested in Xander Bogart. They gave him the type of offer that I don't think anybody was offering him. And it's not to discredit Xander. I'm sure he's going to be a lot better moving forward than he was this year. But it's a really lot of money for somebody in his 30s who plays, who plays a very demanding position. That was the first one. And then the second one was the Manny Machado extension. Now, look, he has earned it based on who he is and what he represents for that franchise. And he was coming off an incredible year basically carried them into the playoffs last year. And, you know, they didn't want him to walk away in free agency. I get that. But you may, you sign a contract like that, you tack on an extra decade to a contract that's already expensive for a player who, like Xander, is getting into his 30s. Now you have a window. Now you have a very defined window where you have to win while the primes of these players still remain. And I think that pressure is there. And we've seen it throughout history. Teams that sign players to these contracts, no matter their market size, at some point they run into a wall because you can't sustain yourself if you're paying guys to not be productive. And eventually that's what Machado and Bogart will be. Yeah. Yeah. Tough, and that, I think it narrowed their window more and it ruined a little bit of their flexibility. And that's a great point. I, I think that's ultimately why they, uh, other than, you know, you know, addressing the issues that they need to on the pitching side, I think they'll stand pat for the most part because that window is the window. And you have that period of time to try to um, win in that window um, before the productivity falls off to the point where, as as Alda just said, you're, you're paying guys to not be productive. Last one for me, and you kind of hit a little bit on it, Alden. Uh, it, was th- it was thought Otani was going to be reaching into that $500, $600 million yeah. dollar range. <laughs> Um, that you just mentioned, he's likely not pitching next year. Um, I really hope, for the sake of, of of him and him being back on the field, that if if this thing is partially, he goes ahead and has the surgery anyway. Because wasting a year trying to deal with a partially torn uh, UCL, it doesn't seem to work out very much. Tanaka's the only one I can remember doing it right. But do you think Otani? Where do you think his market is now? Do you think teams are going after him as a two-way player at this point? Well, I'm going to say again that Otani is going to make nine figures. I think I'm confident in that one as well. Um, I think, uh, you know, look, this is very interesting now, and it could take so many different um, forms in the offseason. But I think the more logical way to look at this, and this has been pointed out by others, and it makes a lot of sense. Shohei Otani as a hitter alone is a premium offensive player who's also dynamic on the bases, and if he wanted to, and Joe Madden used to talk about this 
uh, when he was his manager because they would toy with him playing the outfield a little bit, especially when he was rehabbing from Tommy John because they just wanted him to do stuff, to run around. He's such a great athlete that he could be a gold glove caliber outfielder if he wanted to. Now, that's obviously yeah. not the route that he's going to take. He wants to pitch. But I say that to make the point that you could very easily justify, especially because of the endorsements he brings in and because of the reach of your brand to the other side of the world because of his presence in Japan, you could justify an Aaron Judge contract for Shohei Otani at base level. What Aaron Judge got last offseason, I think you could easily say that Shohei Otani signs that contract. And then on top of that, I think what you'll see, and I'm guessing here, but I think what you would end up seeing is incentive based on game started based on innings pitched because that's the part that's very uncertain and i hate to say that but it's true like yeah. the track record for guys coming off a second tommy john surgery is not very long and is not very good and none of them have ever tried to do that while also being a hitter so right. you have to you have to build incentive into that um but he's going to want to do it and he might reach a lot of those incentives and he might it might end up being it might end up being a five hundred plus million dollar contract. I just don't think it'll start that way because of the uncertainty with his health. Here's the other thing I, I wanted to ask you before I let you go because we only have a little bit of time. You, you kind of hit on it a little bit. The sponsors that are going to show up for Shohei Otani is that a game changer for some of these organizations that may attempt it to bring? Because if a, if a and I don't I'm not sure what the stipulations are in terms of how you pay a player, but if the sponsors are basically going to cover it and a, and, a, and a team doesn't have to take it on themselves, he seems like the only one that teams would be or sponsors would be willing to do that for. I mean, I don't know when's the last time you got you went to Angel Stadium, Tony, but that place is covered in Japanese advertisements mm. and companies mm. that are endorsed, that Shohei Otani endorses. And I've heard that it's low, let's say, I hate to be vague with this, but it's, let's say, low tens of million dollars a year on an annual basis in terms of those sponsorships. Could another team maximize that brand even more so and get even more money than that? Maybe, but Mm. at the very least, that's what the Angels get, and that's the type of money that other players are not bringing in. So, And and that's why, like, even with this elbow thing, which is so unfortunate for everybody, he's going to be so in demand, more in demand than any free agent we've seen. Crazy, crazy. Alden, as always, man, appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Alden Gonzalez. On the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find New Road, 3 o'clock hour on the way. Daily Gambit. More Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 